Welcome to another episode of the New Slave Podcast. We are here to inform, entertain, and curate an evolutionary media experience. I am Danny Ray, a.k.a. the Juice Queen. Breaker, breaker, two, one, breaker, breaker. It's your man, Savvy Hugh, a.k.a. the Corporate Trap God, a.k.a. the New Speaker of the South, a.k.a. Mr. A.K.A. Savvy Zulu the Guru, A.K.A. Play With Your Mama, A.K.A. Mr. Tell It Like It T.I. Is. And we're live right here at HD Studios, that's Houston Design Studios, brought to you by the Podden Platform Network. So make sure y'all do the needful. We need y'all to do three things because we got a DTN. We got to do these numbers. So hit the like, drop a comment, and subscribe. And if you like any of the gear you see us rocking or any of the gear that's behind us, you know what to do. Go to www.hugherepublic.com and get yourself laced up and rep your hue. And on that note, I got my sister in crime with me, Danny Ray, and it's about time to cook, y'all. Let's go. So on this podcast, we plan to incite you with opportunities of self-reflection by examining our actions and reactions in a world that seeks to neglect and disregard us. Life is not about what happens to us, but how we simply respond to it. So... Without any further ado, let's get into it. Oh, yeah, y'all. It's that time again. It's the nigga wake up call. Ooh. <sighs> On this episode of the, this edition of the new wake up, nigga wake up call, we got to give it to the brother Nori from the Drink Champs podcast. So, you know, that was the recent controversy when they um, featured Kanye West on the show. And um, for some reason, indirectly, I see that um, Nori has been on a, this apology tour. Like, you know, basically kind of qualifying, you know, the interview and just kind of um, trying to justify why he did the interview and, and why he didn't check Kanye during the interview or how he could have done the interview better and kind of managed the interview as a journalist better uh, as opposed uh, based upon what Kanye was saying. But obviously he got a call from somebody. So for context, Kanye, just in case you've been under a rock, Kanye went on to the show Dream Champs, where the show is kind of designed for you to speak freely about whatever it is, you know, for entertainers. Um, you're actually drinking on this show, so apparently this makes you really say things like that are honest, right? But how, you know, us knowing who Kanye is and, you know, his recent antics in the media, and you would really have to be under a rock to not have seen or heard any of that. Um, he made some comments that could con be considered like anti-Semitic or against Jewish people. And we know just we know just being people of color, like what we have seen consistently, that whenever there are statements that, and they don't necessarily have to be super negative um, against people that are Jewish or about Jewish people, there's this um, immediate backlash where um, whatever platform allowed this person to speak freely is usually compromised in some way. Or the person who... Um, who actually did the interview is, you know, gets attacked in some way or he loses his ability to, you know, continue with that same platform or the show or whatever he was doing. We've seen this previously with Nick Canyon when he was on his own radio show. Was it a radio show or a podcast? It was one of his podcast, his podcast. Um, where he basically made statements about Jewish people and who he felt like who were the real Jewish people and stuff like that. And that there was a backlash there. And ever since then, he'd been having a bunch of kids. So <laughs> no, that I have anything to do with it, I don't think. Mm -hmm. But um, as it relates to Kanye, um, it was pretty bad just because, and, and my thing is like the anti-Semitic comments, you know, I get why that was, you know, why I received the reaction it did. 
Um, but more so, Kanye was just kind of, to me, like all over the place, you know, which is sad because sometimes he say things that, that are really relevant, you know, and then he says something crazy like, um, like recently saying that, um, and this is not to get too down on, on Kanye because we've been there, done that, and wrote the book, and we're done really talking about the Kanye antics, like, for now. Um, but there's been consistently things that have happened surrounding you know, his behavior. And so for Nori, it's just was like, you already know what's up with Kanye. Like, you should have had somebody on standby ready to, like, hit the button <laughs> to cut it off, cut it short, or just redirect it in the interview process. You know, like, well, let me steer away from certain topics and stuff like that, because you know who you're dealing with. Or they could have had it, it could have been edited out. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious about the whole why Nori had to be the one. I know he's like the face of the podcast, but he does have a co-host, uh, DJ EFN. I'm not sure what his uh, ethnicity is. I think he's Middle Eastern or something like that. But it's I'm curious as to why it had to be Nori to be the only one to represent the podcast when it came to like making the apology tour. I mean, he leads the show. Yeah, he does um, more of the talking in the show. But I mean, I mean, the other dude is his partner in the show as well but but the tie back to the nick cannon thing but one thing we see that's similar when these types of things happen when people are kind of labeled as anti-semitic just like uh professor griff from public enemy back in the day um even like nick cannon they took some they took things away from him yeah they took his uh his show wild and out got taken from him Mm -hmm. and then he went on an apology tour and i don't know if he got it back or is in some other type of um media Mm -hmm. um situation again or whatever but you know they Swift acted swiftly on that, mm-hmm. and and they use their leverage their power, whoever the powers are that be, mm-hmm. against a marginalized person. Right. Um, and so, no matter how I think, I mean, that's supporting of the nigga wake up call. No matter how big you Ooh, think you can get, man, um, you know, you never. It's <laughs> only one way to freedom, and that's through your own. Like mm-hmm. nobody can grant you that through no mm-hmm. podcast on a network that's not owned by someone who looks like you. Period. Or yourself. Period. Yeah, that's just a, a reminder of uh, who Ain't owns uh, most of this, if not all of it. Ain't no freedom of speech, bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, is you if if you are on the airwaves and it's not by your own um, efforts, like where no one can come and snatch it from you, then you're not really totally free. Let me ask you this: uh, Was that new slave mentality on anybody's behalf? Was that new slave mentality on behalf of Nori? Was that new slave? mentality on behalf of Kanye. And the reason I'm asking this is because um, we know that um, Kanye had a recent interview on Drink Chance before this last one. He had one less than a year ago, which did great numbers, right? And so um, I think, you know, from, you know, being a platform, you know, obviously what drives, um, you know, your value is your numbers and your, tra- and your traction. And so I think maybe they were going for another hit. You know, oh yeah, definitely controversy yeah. sells. Right. Like so, that's exactly why he he was there. But you know, the problem with that, like I said earlier, is he's all over the place. Like it, literally, there was an interview <clears throat> in response to the, I don't know if it was in direct response to the Drink Champs interview, but they were talking to Kanye again, and he made a comment about you know he now he apologizes to the George Floyd family because is that where he talked about it on. Um, Ring champs, did he say, or did he? Yeah, say he that? mentioned. He said, um, like you know, he didn't die, or George Floyd didn't die from having the foot on his neck or the knee. And on that his happened neck. in that. And see, this yeah. is the thing. I'm to the point where I, if it's Kanye, I just keep scrolling. I don't have time. So mm. now I have to like, now what is it? Now what this fool said this time? You know, like, or what is he on? And so 
in a recent interview, I think it was like Tim Z, he says, you know, he wants to apologize to the my community, which is the black community. This is Kanye. And he was like, because he, he was like, because I now know what it's like to have a foot on my neck. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Because I'm having everything taken from me. What is more humbling? I don't know if you said humbling, but something to that effect. Then having a, your billionaire status taken away from you. Oh, so me, my God. So let me get this straight, Kanye. You compared a knee on an innocent man's neck for I don't know how long it was on there. I forgot now. I thought it was like eight minutes and something. Um, from, a, from a law enforcer, right, who's supposed to protect and serve. This man died slowly, right? You compare that to the, the loss of a bil- of billionaire status that you fumbled. Like, you you lost that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you did that to yourself. Like, what are you talking about? First of all, it's incredibly insensitive. And at this point, it's just like, don't worry about it, Kanye. We don't need you to apologize. We, need, we just need for you to go work on yourself. Just be quiet for a little bit. Like, let shit fizzle down go talk to a therapist, like really, really do some self-reflecting. You know what I'm saying? Like work on, cause you're all over the place. Like, and at this point, the saddest part about it is he's really just made of, we're making a mockery of him, so to speak, by just keeping the conversation, keeping the cameras on him, just stop. You know, they wouldn't do this. Britney Spears, like, and I'm not saying that he needs to have, um, is it censorship or? Is it censorship? Yeah, censorship. Yeah. Censorship. I'm not even saying that he needs that because I don't want nobody to debate me on that. But I'm just saying they for people who they're really trying to protect from, you know, getting out there and, you know, making a mockery of themselves and stuff like that, they have things like that in place. And I'm not going to say, oh, it just happens for white folks. But something needs to take place where we're like, Kanye, somebody needs to step in who really cares about him and say, hey, man, you just need to chill for a minute. Just relax. You know what I'm saying? Work on yourself. Because right now, shit is going out of control, and you're going to look up, and you're going to be under a bridge. Right on. Okay. And on that note, that's that's enough bars for Kanye. We've given him enough <laughs> enough airtime. Um, and so, on that note, um, we're going to leave for a quick word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. This is the New Slaves Podcast. I am Savvy Hugh. And I'm Danny Ray, a.k.a. the Juice Queen. And we'll be right back. Hey, welcome to the New Slave Podcast. I am Danny Ray, a.k.a. the Juice Queen. And I'm Savvy Hugh, a.k.a. the Corporate Trap God. And we're back to get this show started. Today we have a really, 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 really serious topic. Savvy, what are we talking about? And this is, yeah, this is real heavy. And um, being someone that's close to the, the music and the hip-hop community um, here in Houston, um, we had a, a recent tragedy um, of young brother um, from the Migos, um, take off. Um, he recently uh, lost his life to some senseless, very senseless uh, violence. And um, I think this this incident just kind of speaks um, in mass to the culture of, of kind of the violence that's associated or that's kind of been wreaking havoc on the hip hop artist community. Um, you know, I'm from a era where we you know used to try to separate the two. Um, the, the streets from the music or whatever, but for some reason, like, it's kind of like permeated all the way into the like the music artists not only it's been in the music for a while but it's also impacting directly the lives of these people and their families um that they're you know holding it down for 
I definitely think there's layers to this, right? Because um, we can all say, well, there's gun violence in the music, and that's where the association comes from, and that's what puts these rappers at risk. I think it's two folds. Um, because if you think about, I think, I, think, I think it has to do with who you choose to keep around you, right? Because when you have reached a certain level of success, your circle needs to change. And it's not just, and it, it's permanent, you know. And I hear in music, like, I'm good in any hood, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hear these rappers just talk about going anywhere and trying to, you know what I'm saying, be with common folk and stuff like that, like, and portray that. And it's one thing to say, because let's be honest, in rap, there's a lot of embellishment, right? So there's one thing to say that, but then to also go and do it. Like, you're not from here, period. You know what I'm saying? And you can have people around you who are envious, who don't want to, um, who basically don't have what you have and don't have as much to live for as you. And you can't really take that for granted. You know, you cannot be blind to a broken man's dream, period. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think it goes beyond just the rap music because even when I think about like um, the Latin singer Selena and mm. the um, lady who was supposed to be taking care of her finances and her killing her. You know, it just comes down to, like, envy and greed mm. is a real thing. And for some people, it is consuming. Like, they would rather see you, you know, take you completely out the game and risk their own lives, you know, by going to prison or whatever, just, you know, for ego or, you know what I'm saying, just to feel like they can get ahead, whatever it is. Like, because I, I can't really make sense of taking another person's life. Right. I can't. I don't know. I don't know. I know the people who tend to do it are the people who don't have anything to live for. And so with that being said, I think the rap community just needs to really think about who who's in their circle. Like, you need to be doing background checks on your homies, period. You know what I mean? Like, if you ain't known them since you was a little kid, and even then, like, if it's something ain't been right in the past as, as it relates to your friend, like, I have close friends, and I know, like, their intricacies, right? What they're capable of and what they might not do. Or if sometimes there's a jealous streak, like I'm extremely mindful of that. So I wouldn't, I, you know, you gotta act, you gotta act and move accordingly. So I think it's bigger than just, oh, the, you know, the gunplay that's in music. I think that's a big part of it as well, you know, it has something to do with it because anybody who's just quick to pull out a gun at a dice game, it's like, what? But then it's also like, why are you playing a dice game? with people who aren't on your level. Word. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, in, in a city that is not yours. Yeah, the crazy thing, because, like, I've been involved in dice games, man. I used to, you know, hustle a little bit for, you know, small change or whatever, five, ten bucks, you know, for lunch money, take a single sometimes that fed me for the week. You know what I mean? Sometimes I walked over with nothing. You know what I mean? Um, and so, I mean, a lot of this was in kind of somewhat of a controlled environment. I would be at school, even though I was at school. I mean, I learned from my cousins or kin folks on the street how to do it and then so um but within the context of being at school it was street people at school too you know what i mean mm -hmm. and so um it never really escalated um to that point um because maybe because we were playing for smaller stakes now mm -hmm. i understand you know this is big money people mm -hmm. involved in this particular um you know incident or whatever so maybe you know that you know escalated the emotions you know that was involved around it or whatever but you know when people try to draw the narrative about you know, it's the violence in the music and stuff like that. Every, like, killing that was related to hip-hop wasn't necessarily because those were, like, people who had that element around them. Like, for instance, going way back to Scott LaRock from Boogie Down Productions, he was actually trying to mediate 
are trying to uh, squash a beef between two people and got caught um, in the crossfires. Um, 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 Nipsey Hussle, uh, you know, it, from the outside perspective, it looked like he was trying to build his community back up, you know what I mean, trying to do something positive for his community, right. and he got taken out. You know what I mean? So you can even still be on a positive oh, yeah. message to have a, a positive energy. That's even more envy, though, because 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 hmm. because Nipsey was on that frequency. So he was he was attracting more than just, you know, hood folks. He was attracting people who were like happy to see an artist talk about a rap artist talk about positive buying back the block and doing for your community. You know, so he got love from everyone. And I think for me, that was the, by far the hardest loss, the hmm. hardest loss. Cause he in, he talked about health. He talked about financial security, and you know it's just mm. you don't see that in hip hop. You don't see that in the music at all. So we really lost the gym with that. And then there's been so many other rappers, um, including um, is it Young Dolph? Yeah, Young Dolph recently, recently. got killed in his hometown in Memphis. Um, I think going to support one of the local businesses, a bakery, a bakery there. Um, you have Mo Three from Dallas uh, who recently um, got taken out. Pop Smoke, who was visiting. And these are young men. Super young. You know what I mean? Like, young. 28. Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah, these killings, man. This is a, a freaking disease. This is a cancer that's that yeah. needs to be eradicated. Immediately. It's, a, it's an epic proportion. This is an epidemic right now. Right. It's happening too frequently. It's not like this is a completely new thing, but it's just happening so frequently now at the youngest of people right. um, that are being um, affected by these. You know. And if yep. you like hanging out, like, you know, I, I remember reading as it relate, related to Nipsey Hussle, like it just so happened like his bodyguard wasn't with him. He, he didn't. He went without him that day. Like, so you got to know if you're in the streets or if you moving differently outside of your everyday routine, then you need to make sure you have somebody there that's got your back, you know, period. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not, and, and I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend playing any gambling game, you know, amongst a group that don't have it or somebody who, you know, doesn't have as, as much as you do or have cause to get high emotions when they lose. You know, a sore loser, like, is a sore loser. It don't matter mm -hmm. if it's $5 or, you know, $500,000. Yeah, know who you're playing with, know who you're dealing with. And um, the the real sad thing about, about a uh, takeoff is that it, um, from the stories that are circulating, he was killed by friendly fire. So it was somebody within his own crew that was shooting wildly and Ooh. hit one of his own people. Ooh, so, I ain't gonna lie to you. That, that makes me so angry. Cause everybody who has a gun needs to be responsible for the bullets in that gun, period. Like mm -hmm. if you don't know what you are doing, you shouldn't have no gun. Like who pulls out a gun and just sh shoots and not aim at anything? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're aiming, then you should hit your target. If you're not capable of hitting your target, then you have no business with a gun or pulling it out in a group full of people or a room or a crowd full of people. Yes, yeah, too many people out here that think they got something to prove or whatever. They ain't even qualified to do the things that they want to be doing. You know what I mean? That's, you know, jeopardizing other people's lives and, in this case, taking somebody's life. And, and, and honestly, from what I heard as well, um, takeoff wasn't even involved in the dice game. He was just kind of chilling over to the side by himself for most of the night. He was kind of off to the side, just kind of chilling, like horrible. being quiet and just in his own little element, like That's on his horrible. phone and stuff. That's hard. Like there was a, a photo that came, like that said it was like two minutes before the, the altercation. He was like, wasn't even in the crowd. He was kind of off to the side, just like on his phone or whatever, or taking a smoke or something. Yeah. Listen, hmm. I'm not. Wrong place, wrong time. I'm telling hmm. you, like, <laughs> oof.
I don't I don't even have that that's that level of status as far as like so being a celebrity and I'm cautious even in the club where there are you know security guards and officers you know around it's just it's too dangerous man too dangerous and like you said too many men who think they have something to prove and they're packing a pistol mm. and especially in Texas where mm. anybody can carry now you know what I mean like you don't need a license to carry anymore that's what's really dangerous. Yeah. So if you don't own a gun and you're thinking about getting one, I highly recommend you get some training first. Get some training first, man. Don't go out there just, oh, I got a gun and waving it around. Because like, it, is, it is equipment, and it's a, it's a deadly piece of equipment. You well, don't know how to work it. It's no, it's no different than a forklift. You don't mm-hmm. know what you're doing. You have no business with it. So get the training first, um, go through the proper channels, learn gun safety before you carry a pistol. Because you would never, anybody who ever learned gun safety would never just open fire in a group full of people. Those bullets come down. Even if you miss, it's going to hit somebody in a group full of people. Mm. Yeah, on top of what you said, I I echo that. And um, like I urge and plead with, you know, a lot of you young folks that's coming up in in the hip hop industry in that game. Or whatever, please be mindful of how you're moving. Like, for instance, like the PNB Rock Cat that was out in uh, LA recently, I think he just literally he went to like Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles or whatever. They said he had on like a lot of jewelry. Like, I don't know the actual amount, but hundreds of thousands of dollars probably worth of jewelry. And, you know, he got yanked up. Or I think he got robbed there as well. And I think Pop Smoke as well got robbed when he was just visiting LA. So when you definitely check in, when you go into other cities, I know they got this policy now, you check in with the people in the streets to make sure you get your protection and all that stuff. But even outside of that, man, you know, be careful like to, you know, not be so flashy, especially in, you know, places that are high visible have high visibility. Right. You know what I mean? So and when people out here are suffering, yep. they struggling. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't you don't they don't need to see an opportunity for a quick come up. Especially if it could, it could be at the cost of your life. Yeah, I know you got to keep the air up. <laughs> you got to, uh, you know, you know, present yourself in a certain type of way, man. But you got to think, you know, is this worth, you know what I mean, risking my life to be able to show off kind of how, how, how large how, I'm living. How, yeah, how I'm living, you know. It ain't. It ain't never worth your life. So, man, you know, um, we could probably go on and on about this topic. Um, but I don't really like to be like such a downer or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, but this yeah. is definitely like, you know, you know, obviously there's a lot of um, new slave mentality that's wreaking itself, you know, in hip hop. I don't want to call it hip hop, but in rap, mm-hmm. you know, because hip hop is a culture. Hip hop is MC and DJ and B-boy and graffiti. Mm-hmm. And people look at rap like it's hip hop or they, they use it interchangeably, yeah. but it's not or whatever. That is not hip hop culture. Right. Just for the record. Right. Uh, let me be emphatic um, when I say that. So um, those that are, that are really representing hip-hop culture, you know, we stand 10 toes down with you, keep doing your thing. All my B-boys, all my DJs, all my MCs, you know what I mean, and my, my graffiti, my tag writers or whatever. But folks that just are, like, using rap as a hustle or are just kind of trying to permeate the rap mm-hmm. with, the, uh, with the streets, hey, man, y'all need to stop. Y'all need to rethink how y'all approach. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but y'all need to rethink the way that you're moving. And, and the consequences behind uh, some of the activities that y'all are uh, perpetuating. And increase your awareness, right? Mm. Like, I'm, I'm really big on yoga and becoming more in tune with your body, but it really heightens your senses. It makes you really more in tune. So having a heightened awareness allows you to move differently. Like, you have to constantly think about 
how you're moving and how somebody else may perceive you. Yeah, you could be like, I don't give a fuck what anybody else think. You know, I'm that man or I'm that chick. Like, that's fine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if any of that that you really feel about yourself is true, then you got to know that there's somebody out waiting to try to knock you off of that pedestal. Rather, you put yourself there or society, you know? They, 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 they looking and they're ready. So keep that in mind. Yeah. On that note, man, um, we're going to ask the Antioch Annabella Men's Missionary Mass Choir to take us out with a selection. The doors of the church are now open. Don't you trust them new niggas over there. Don't you trust them new niggas over there. Don't you trust them new niggas with the fingers on the trigger. Trust them new niggas over there. Sing it for me one more time. Trust them new niggas over there. Oh, tell them about it. Don't you trust them new niggas over there. Feel it in my soul. Don't you trust them new niggas yeah. with the spider yeah. nigga figure. Yeah. Don't trust them new niggas. Fellas. Over. Peace.